0: Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by waitingfornextyear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast is on the air.
1: Man, what a week for the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians cast is here for another week. Matt and Todd with you, brought to you by WaitingForNextYear.com, the Evergreen Podcast and Network, and, of course, our sponsors, Breaking Tea. T-shirts at BreakingT.com slash dairy and the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Padres and Blue Jays come to town, and the Guardians win four out of six. Todd, yesterday you were there. That was a street fight yesterday, baby, and they took care of business.
0: What a week, huh? I mean, we talked about this last week on the pod. Heading into this week, three against San Diego, four against Toronto, two of the I you know, I'd see definitely two of the best ten teams in baseball right now, which would, would wouldn't you agree with that?
1: Oh yeah. Actually it was just two against the Padres, wasn't it?
0: Oh sorry, two against the Padres, yeah. But still, yeah, but still, was, yeah, but the still. It was the rain-up. But yeah, yeah. So two against the Padres, four against the Blue Jays. And uh to come out four of six, especially the way that things went in that first game Saturday, and then just to come back the second game Saturday and dominate, and then Sunday, like you said, total street fight. I was down there three times this week, uh, and it was it was great. It was great. I mean, I'm not going to get into the crowds, and I'd like to see more because people are hesitant to buy in, but aren't you having fun watching the kids play and it's just, it's just. There's a different yes. vibe than last year, like a real different vibe.
1: Well, I think they're li- it's a likable group. I mean, I'm not Very I'm not likeable. saying the la- the last year's team wasn't likable, but there was dead weight on last year's team. There's no dead weight here. Is no. there? Is there? You could,
0: you could argue. You could argue. Well, you know what? I would have argued for Oscar, but then he as as dead weight. Uh, but he had the big hit yesterday, and if he's playing once a week, it doesn't matter. Or you could say Yu Chang is dead weight. But, yes, overall, not a lot of dead weight. I'm with you on that.
1: And, you know, the thing about yesterday is you're going toe-to-toe with the Blue Jays. They're starting pitcher. They had the advantage on the mound. The game starts off. You know, Pilkington's got everybody down in a two-strike count and can't put anybody away. And that thing could have been a 7-1 final. And you could have said, hey, taking my daughter down there for a nice Sunday. And it's Mother's Day. And the sun's out. Yet this team fought back, and then in the eighth inning, <laughs> you know you got Owen Miller going deep. Then they bring in Simber, we rack him around. That's big time. And then you, to close it out, one, two, three—that's huge.
0: It was a great finish to the weekend. It really was. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because that game started yesterday, and you know, Connor Pilkington—it's his first major league start. He's left-handed. He's facing that that. Top six in that order is murderer's row. It's, it's about as good at the top six as you're going to find in baseball. And the first four guys reach base, and I'm like, oh God, it was two nothing before you could blink. And somehow he managed to get out of that first inning with only giving up the two runs. And I was like, all right, you know what? If we can only get out of this with two runs, that's fine. The next s- six innings between the rest of the work that he gave and then what Eli Morgan gave. I don't, I think they had one hit going into the, they, they had two hits in the first and then they had one hit between the second innings and the seventh inning when they scored, uh, the, the run where, uh, they took the lead three to two. So I was really impressed with how Pilkington was able to recover. I mean, for a rookie to come up, it's his first start. They just first inning just make him look silly to start off. He's having a hard time, you know, finishing guys off, like you said. And then all of a sudden, he just was rolling. I mean, he, he ended up throwing, I can't remember the number, but I looked up and it was all of a sudden he was, I'll to look at the box square, he was over 80 pitches and he was still going. And I'm like, you know what, God bless this guy. He's really settled in. And I think he got something there with him. I, I really liked what I saw.
1: Yeah, I, don't I mean, not know about you. But his, well, really his, velocity, his velocity went up as the game went on, which was good. And, look, the bottom line is still run prevention. I say that all the time. we could sit here and go, oh, the the Guardians lead the league in hitting, and they have the highest batting average, and they've got five guys over 300. I love it. It's great. And the clutch hitting's been there for most of the year uh, so far. I mean, it's still very early, or a month in. But when you hold them in the second game of the doubleheader to two runs yesterday, this is the Blue Jays we're talking about. This is not, you know, the unnamed team. Uh, That's a real shame. And then
0: the last last place on the team. That's
1: right. See, see in the playoffs, right, Miggy? And then, uh, yeah, that's a dish served cold. And then, uh, and then yesterday, holding to three runs—that's pretty good. Because you're right. You got Springer and Bichette and Guerrero and Hernandez. I mean, even Kirk and Espinal uh, are are pests, you know. And you hold them down to five runs in two days—that's that's how you win.
0: Absolutely, and again, like you said, to keep that team down the way they did was really, really impressive. And on Saturday in the second game, you know, I'd argue right now, so I went to, I was there Saturday for the first game and yesterday uh, in this series. I mean, you could make an argument right now, and and I think we need to discuss Shane Bieber. I think you make an argument right now that Tristan McKenzie's probably – the best going the best of the five starters that we have. And McKenzie was once again, really, really good. You know, he's not overpowering, but the way he just mixes his pitches and he just, the way he, since that, you know, he, he went down last year, came back up, and (laughs) he really had found himself that last, six to eight weeks of the season. And he's completely carried it over. And, you know, there was definitely worry that, oh, you know, can he do it again? Is this a fluke? You know, he he's still got the thin body. Can he can he stay away from injuries? Well, knock on wood so far, he's been very good again this year. So it's it's a it's a really big development. But the biggest development I think that we really need to discuss on that pitching staff is what we saw from Shane Bieber on Saturday, which was a Fastball
1: topping out at 89 miles per hour. Well, I mean, there were a couple at 91. I mean, I know that it depends on if you're looking at the radar gun, if you're at the game on TV. That's one, what I was. Or you're looking at I the was. MLB. If you're looking at the app and you're watching it, you know, if you're looking and following it on Gamecast or whatever, they had a couple at 91. But when you're getting a, only a couple at 91, and look, because yeah. he's got such an arsenal and, and, and a weapon of, and weapons of pitches, I. Um, it's not the end of the world, but it's still a concern. You want him at least at ninety three, ninety four, because if he's getting behind on the count and, and their their timing his fastball, it's doesn't matter how good your other stuff is. It still it still starts with that. So no, yeah, it was it was not a good outing. It was not a good outing at all.
0: I was looking. I don't I don't ever look at the radar gun except for you know every once in a while if I'm at the game I'll look up and I'll just see oh how hard did this guy throw like yesterday with Pilkington. I was looking every once in a while just to see where his fastball was. But I kept looking at Bieber. Every time they'd say, every time I looked up, it would say, scene fastball, 89 miles per hour. And, uh, you know, I, I give my buddy Andrew Zoman credit on this because he says that you can get away with that when you're, you know, you're, you're up against uh, uh, the Drex in the league, like, you know, the first couple times when he, he got the pitch against the Reds or whatever. But you're not going to get away with that. When it's the Blue Jays and a loaded lineup like that, and they took him to town, and there, something is not right there. And they can say all they want that he's healthy, but if he's healthy, why is you know he, he's he's a ninety three ninety four guy throwing eighty nine to ninety one? There, there's something not right with him. Clearly,
1: no. I well, I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean. Is he? Is it because he's coming off an injury? Is it that they didn't have a spring training? Is I, I don't I don't know. I mean,
0: but, right, yeah, but we're, right now we're a month in, and he's made enough starts to where this would be. You know, he, he would be into the regular season here. We're more than a month in at this point. So, I, I, and it's going in the wrong direction. Also, I mean, it's not like he was at eighty nine three weeks ago, and now he's up to ninety one. This is. He's going in the wrong direction,
1: right? And I don't, I don't think they're going to go crazy about it. Obviously, he's going to get a couple of extra days here before he has to pitch again. Um, he pitched things around. To, to well, no, he pitched Saturday, and right.
0: Thursday's an off day,
1: right? Thursday's an off day, so yeah. he won't pitch until Friday this week. So he gets an extra day, isn't that right? I mean, Saturday, so Sunday, yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. So.
0: I'll be curious to see if they give a, a, an IL stint because I, I just, something is clearly not right there. And do you really want to, you know, push this a little bit? I mean, listen, they know more than we do, but do we really want to push this even further and, and risk even greater injury? I mean, a, a guy, it's not like he's old. These are prime years here. I mean, he's, you know, so I, I just I'd be very curious to see uh, how they're going to handle yeah. this move
1: forward. and they could. They, I mean, with the way the roster is sitting now, I mean, they're going to probably bring Chang back up and uh, bring yeah. and take Mc, and 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 uh, send McCarty back down. But other than that, Pilkington's on the roster right now. So
0: yeah, yeah. So they they put him. You know, if they decided to put him on the IL, you just leave Pilkington in the rotation and call it a day, essentially especially with that off day. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. I just, you know, for this team to stay in it, you know, you keep thinking about it, It's you know, with the actual wild card, they can hang around. They are, you know, it's, it's very early, and as we know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but you're going to need the best of Shane Bieber to make that happen, and you're not seeing the best of him right now, and it's definitely a major concern because uh, if, 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 if he's not the front-line guy that can, you know, be the stopper and losing streaks, then I don't know how, you know, I don't know how great this season truly can be if they are able to make that uh, run for the wild
1: card.
0: know even for the division, to be honest, they're probably better off, they'll probably have a better chance to win the division to get that third wild card. It, it
1: might end Our up being that. Just,
0: yeah, the division just continues to be total shit.
1: Well, I mean, Minnesota Minnesota's playing uh, well. And here come the White Sox. I mean, they've won six, seven in a row now. So, and, and we're going to face them off a sweep and at uh, at Fenway. Not that the Red Sox are any good, because they're not. I can't hey, believe how bad they are. Hey, did you wake up for that Sunday morning NBC game? Breakfast in oh. bed, baseball. I don't sure even didn't. Yeah, like like okay. Like you're gonna, they did some Vin Scully open, and I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, okay, now where do I find it? Is it on regular NBC? Is it on Peacock? Oh, this week will be will be on NBC, but then the rest of the weeks will be on Peacock. Well, cool. I mean, (laughs) that's not how it works.
0: I I understand that they're trying to cater to younger fans by doing this, but. No, the baseball fans are like we're, you and I are like young baseball fans, and we're forty six and almost forty nine here. <laughs> and 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 uh do you honestly think that somebody like you know in their sixties is going to be like, oh, let me go to Peacock on the streaming app and and, and watch baseball on a Sunday morning in the summer? Why yeah. would you possibly do that at eleven thirty on a nice Sunday morning?
1: I don't know. <laughs> And the other thing is you're only gonna upset the local fans that can't find it that won't be able well, to find it like we we have a game it, we is it an we we have i think so yeah we have a game coming up against the I as I believe it's it's a because home game against to to Oakland, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so you're gonna have fans at like eleven thirty five you'll see some on social media go where's the game? I can't find it, and that's not that's yeah. gonna be a big problem but uh Hey, big week ahead. We got games in Chicago. We got uh, three in Chicago, three in Minnesota. Both of those teams ahead of the, of the Guardians in the standings. We got Liza Fest Saturday. I mean, this is a big week. Huge. Huge monster, week. But um, week. What a win. Yeah, I, I still can't believe. I mean, yesterday was just a, it was just, a, like I said, it was a, it was a wrestling match yesterday. It was great. That was a great baseball game. And to come out on it top, really was. just to tie it with Miller's home run, which was so clutch. And, he, dude, his OPS is over 1,000. I mean, this is the Owen Miller we were hearing about. I mean, this is fantastic shit here from this kid. I mean, he's he's spraying it all over the place. And well, then saying, okay. then to not even be done, like, just to be like, all right, well, we yeah. tied it in the eighth. Let's – no, they kept going. That was – what an eighth inning yesterday. Man.
0: They're is it just me or do they seem to be stringing more hits together than normal?
1: Like well, yeah, no, they are. Th-
0: there's more rallies and, and beginnings. than I, I, I feel like we've seen a lot of that lately. Maybe we're just so used to them not scoring, <laughs> which is, which is a sad statement, but, but yeah, you know what? Here's another thing. If you weren't down there this weekend, so Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, especially the wind was blowing straight in the entire weekend and it was chilly. And, when Owen went I couldn't believe Owen went deep because it cut straight through that wind. We needed something like that, but it was really windy and tough to take that ball deep all weekend. So props to Owen. He really looks good.
1: He does. And and again, <clears throat> now that you're getting Chang back, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, look, yesterday's lineup was kind of the, the, the lineup I liked, although I, I don't love Mercado in there and sending palacios down i guess he made you know he's made some defensive mistakes and i think that they want to put him in left yeah. field in columbus and let him right. learn that position because i think eventually yeah. he's he might be back there um you know well, i the guess the
0: stupid thing is ahmed should be playing left field and and they just we i swear we have this conversation every i know week, it, it, i know they, when they try the type, it, type ahmed, of thing I'm happens
1: ever, to me every week
0: that's right every week the the When they trotted Ahmed out there for both games Saturday at shortstop, I'm like, is he fucking kidding with this? I mean, I just don't understand why they just refuse to play him anywhere other than shortstop. It just baffles me to no end. It's like the only problem I see on the roster currently in terms of what they're doing. I mean, if you played Ahmed in left field, you could play Jimenez at short every day, Miller at second every day, and Naylor at first every day. And it would be fine. Yesterday would have, it yesterday,
1: solid. or one of the games Saturday would have been the time to try it out. Now, I know that the wind was bad again, but you don't—you know, you, you can't do it this week. You can't put him out there this week at Chicago or at Minnesota. You can't. I mean, the place would have been to, been to doing it. They I guess would have anyways. been
0: at home. They won't do it anyways. I just – but I still – Listen, there there are plenty of of high-quality people covering this team, including our boy, Zach Mazel, P1 listener. Why has nobody asked, hey, Tito, how come Ahmed has not played left field since opening day? Why has that question not been asked? Maybe it has, and we haven't seen an answer. But it makes no sense to me how that has not come up in conversation. Am I I nuts?
1: No, I I think that's a legitimate question. But maybe maybe the writers are waiting for him to have a two error game or another mess up at short. You know Jimenez is making plays everywhere. It doesn't matter if you put him at second or at shortstop. The dude makes plays. He's a wizard the out he there, does. and he's hitting over three forty or whatever he's doing. So, I mean, you know, we've gone sixteen minutes here. We haven't even mentioned Andres Jimenez. The guy's been awesome. Love him.
0: Well, you know it's interesting, and I know batting average is is not. A stat anymore that anyone likes to look at, but when you're at the game and you normally are, are used to looking up at the scoreboard and seeing everyone hitting 220, and your and your lineup is, you know, 275, 316, 311, 352, 317, 347. Those are, those are real batting averages of guys in the in the everyday lineup between Quan, Jose Ramirez, Owen Miller, Josh Neal,er and Andre Simmons. Right. and it's and all it's it's
1: breaking. not gonna, it's not going to stay like that. It's just not real. No, not. It's not realistic. No, not. But it is nice to see that the 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 concept of hey, you know what? The reason we didn't go out and sign all these free agents, the reason why we didn't trade for Austin Meadows, we've got to let's see what these kids can do. All right, well we're seeing it, and right now it's it's been pretty good. Now again, there's still only five hundred. At fourteen and fourteen, but I've had some injuries. The Quan, you know, Quan being out of the lineup. The disastrous road trip. Yet yeah. here they are. Was- I mean, they're playing well. So now uh, another test this week. I mean, these are good teams they're going to, to face this week. Hot teams in Chicago and the Twins. Um, let's see what they can do. Uh, but uh, but but, another- but to me, Andre Cimenez should be at shortstop right now.
0: I'll tell you another huge development of the last week that we need to discuss. The last time we spoke, Mio Reyes was in that one for 27 slump. He was striking out four out of every five at-bats. He looked completely lost. And then this week, it's like he just completely found himself. And I, I it was very interesting. Uh, on the way home from the game yesterday, we were listening to the wrap-up show, and they actually normally they go right to the Tito comments, and they said, we're going to um, talk to today's hero, we're going to hear from today's hero, Oscar Mercado. And the first thing Oscar did was talk about, that. you know, they asked him about his approach, and, and he said, you know, when I, I watched over the last couple weeks Fran Reyes and the way that he handled himself during his slump, he said, he never got too down on himself. He stayed with his approach, and while things were going bad, he still kept a smile on his face. And look at how this week, has completely turned for him. And now he went from that huge slump to three for four on Sunday, two for three in the first, uh, the second game on Saturday, three for four on Thursday, two for four on Wednesday. So he, he's he's 12 for 23 in the month of, of May with uh, 1,200 OPS. That's pretty good.
1: It's real good. I mean, they love him. You know, that his teammates love him. He's a giant teddy bear. When he went rambled rumbled around third base on the Mercado hit yesterday. <laughs> oh
0: my god. I could well, I knew it <laughs> oh was gonna send him because it's send him in Zarby. But like when, when he the, the ball was in the center fielder's glove when he was like hitting third. I know. And I, I know. turned to Brooke, I'm like, he's gonna be out by a mile. <laughs> I can't believe they cut that throw up.
1: <laughs> Fine by me. Man, I can't he believe I can't believe Oscar delivered. That was nuts. Took it, right back, too, took it right back, took it, took it, frozen, uh, shooting ropes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was, was when,
0: it, when Adam Simber came in, I was like, this is a good sign. We've seen this, we've seen this act
1: before. Yeah. yeah. Base hit, walk, was- base hit. Thank you very much. People. I can't believe, I can't believe that he's, he pitches in high leverage innings for a contender. That's crazy to me.
0: Well, he's like one of their top two setups. I know. Good for them last
1: year. He was decent, and obviously he drops down, but he's still, you talk about Bieber's velocity. Simber's well, never thrown hard. No, yeah. it's brutal, but yeah, no. Fraun getting hot is just just with the doctor ordered, and leave him where he's at in the lineup. I'm I fine agree. with him hitting six. Let's keep this going.
0: The executive producer brought that up uh, in in the text chain this week, about, you know, we, we, we can't mess, with, just leave him down there. You know what, as long as Owen Miller and Josh Naylor continue to, Hit the way they are, it's offering Jose Ramirez protection because you know, uh, you and I have long been of the opinion is we, we don't understand why anybody would throw anything to Jose with what's behind him. But hey, these guys keep delivering, you have no choice.
1: I have no choice. I was just thinking <laughs> that too. Do you want to know something <laughs> that was in my head,
0: too? Anyway, oh, god, as always, on the same wavelength, I guess. Oh, little, know,
1: little, little that's Uncle Artie reset that's good stuff. What about the tarmac? Oh, that's good. That's a good bit. Uh, Speaking uh, of Mac, Lord. what about John McCormack?
0: Is Are you talking it, about P1 Lister? That's We're, right. We, we, we'll be seeing him this weekend.
1: Uh, I'm I looking believe. for. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, um, but uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast right here, waiting for next year. dot com. A little Monday, May the ninth. We got pitching matchups coming up. We got to tell you about uh, breaking tea t shirts. I'm not on the website right now, so just bear with me. BreakingTea.com slash dairy. Browns, Calves Guardians gear, T-shirts, stuff to wear to the games. Uh, yours truly might, M-I-G-H-T in all caps, be heading to uh, Chicago Wednesday. Uh, still yet to be determined. But you got to go.
0: Day game? Come on.
1: Yeah, 210 start. Uh, might be uh, uh, telling my son, let's go. And uh, you know I'll be in my Tristan McKenzie Sticks T-shirt or one of the Breaking Tea uh, shirts, maybe even the Jose, Jose, Jose shirt, which I now have. And you can get them at tea.com, but put in the slash dairy so it takes you right to the Cleveland collection. BreakingTea.com slash D-E-R-Y. What about the bullpen, dude? Brian Shaw yesterday. Shaw dog? I
0: leveraged Shaw action yesterday.
1: He's got the new delivery going. Kind of drops his arm a little bit.
0: It worked twice last week, where he had to pitch in a high leverage situation, and it actually turned out, uh, yeah, hey, listen, <laughs> I've said this many times, I'm happy with him being on the roster, I'm all good with it, the only issue is I don't want him pitching in high leverage, and then he does it twice this week and he was good.
1: And It's not like he faced the bottom of the order, he came in to face Vladdy Guerrero, I'm like, oh boy, this ought to be interesting. And no, he uh, he, he got the job done. I mean, look, every the amount of double headers this team has had to play this week. Well, yeah. Everybody's got a pitch, and so far it's been pretty good.
0: It seemed like you tried to stay away from Trevor Steffen since he threw that uh, uh, game one on Saturday. He threw was it no? What game was it where he threw like thirty six pitches?
1: Yeah, he struggled. He struggled Saturday game. in the in the game you were at, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think they were trying to. You know, give him a little chance to catch his breath. But I'll tell you another thing, Eli Morgan. I, I was just under the assumption that Eli Morgan was going to be a starter, and that he stayed up early in the year, and then you know they'd eventually send him back down when the when the rosters uh, closed. But um, you know, because he's basically your, in my opinion, was always going to be your number six starter, and if someone got hurt, that would be the guy. So Tito, I heard him say it again yesterday that. He told Eli, he's, he, he wants Eli Morgan up here because he thinks he can be a serious weapon out of the pen. Yesterday, they kind of used him in tandem with Pilkington, and he was very good again. Um, and Tito said after the game, basically, you know, we told him we want him here, but we need his length. So he said, you know, it's hard for me. He's like, I'm not going to forget. He said, I, I told him I'm not going to forget about him because I can't. The problem is they need his length and you don't know when you're going to use him. He's like, so I can't just throw him out there for an inning like I'd like to, knowing that the next day it's possible I might need him for three. But Eli has stayed ready and he's looked very good. And it's another one of the major weapons you got in the bullpen out there that you can use. Uh, obviously, Stefan Sandlin, uh, Anthony Ghost and Hedges from the left side. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of good options. And then, I know Classé struggled early, but his last few outings he's looked completely dominant, which has been great. So you get a lead with this pen, and, and you're you, it, it's been pretty safe. I mean, do you remember us blowing any leads this year with with, with the bullpen? Like
1: uh, any, the Yankee the a- game, was... the Yankee game.
0: Yeah, besides that one with the, five the
1: Saturday point, game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, other than that, no. And obviously, uh, we, we were in the game the other day that you were at, and then Stefan kind of came in and, and struggled a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's been pretty good. And, again, nobody's hitting around baseball. I mean, the, the, the league, bat the, the the mean or whatever, the batting average is way down and, and, and offense is down and people are saying the ball is dead and all these things. And that's why I love our approach that our hitters have because they're taking it yes. the other way. It's a lot of singles and base hits. And this isn't a power-happy yeah. team, um, but you got to still pitch. And you're right, you know. Tito's had to kind of maneuver it, and then you talk about all these doubleheaders. So you've had guys having to pitch on the same day. I mean, it's twice in a row now, where Bieber and McKenzie have had to pitch on the same day um, it, two due to doubleheaders. Double
0: headers. We've it had is, a
1: couple. It's... We've had three or four haven't we had three doubleheaders this year, I think. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's working out. And you're right. I mean, you mentioned Henches has stepped up, uh, Morgan. Some of these young guys are getting an opportunity and they're and they're running with it. I mean, I don't think we're not going to. I don't think it's going to be this this good all year, but we also haven't seen great starting pitching yet, which was supposed to be the team's strength. What if that picks up? And maybe the bullpen comes down. This is how the whole season goes. I mean, we're only at May 9th. but I yeah. like I like the way the team's playing. And actually, this weekend, guess what? They caught the ball. They did pretty well, other than the wind messing with Quan yeah, a little bit.
0: The, and and Naylor. Oh, well, first of all, the wind was insane yesterday.
1: Oh yeah, wow. Naylor drops Guardian, the ball. Naylor drops Naylor the ball dropped, once a week. He drops like he a did it
0: twi- he did it twice this week where he <laughs> dropped like easy throws. I, I, I don't get it. It's almost like it's a concentration thing. I I don't know. But the wind was so bad yesterday that had, the Guardians had second and third, no one out. It was a, 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 a double and um Fra- had a double I can't remember who it was, but I think it was meal and maybe it was
1: no Naylor, Naylor, Naylor yeah. Naylor, 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 second and Naylor, third, no outs, yeah.
0: And um, Andres Jimenez came up and he hit a fly ball to right, which would have been a sack fly and the wind pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And Teo Oscar Hernandez was an awful right fielder. He didn't even get a glove on. The ball just bo- landed foul. And then it ended up that Jimenez struck out. We ended up sparing the runners, but the wind was so bad. So it was really hard to judge fly balls. So it's probably a good thing Ahmed didn't play, uh, the outfield to your point, but
1: I guess. Yeah. I don't. I just but don't want that, to see him at all, to be honest. He can. He can. No, he can. I, I, he can be the infield version of Mercado and just play. Ags, right.
0: Ag's, Ag's is of the opinion that he should be super utility and playing all over the diamond all the time. I just want him off the team at this point.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I just. This is I the same start he was off to last year. He ended up hitting over 280, but his OPS has never been. His, his OPS too. has never been great. He's never been a guy that's hitting for a lot of extra base. You know, his extra base power and. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. 280 last year, great, but he heated up when we were out of it, you know? Yeah. Like right now, we need we need his bat, but he's not delivering, and yesterday I liked the lineup without him, to be honest. And Mercado yeah. earned an opportunity yesterday with that hit. He did.
0: I I, I completely agree. Uh, get, get, going back to the pitching side real quick, you know, we, we touched on the, the pen being so important, so I, it just was a couple of things. Number one, who, Shaw has the most appearances with 13. Shaw and Class A have, 13, have pitched in 13 games. Stefan 12. Hensius and Sandlin, 10. And Ghost, 9. So those are your core pieces there. The rotation. Core four. One thing, or yeah, with the rotation, Police Act did not have a great uh, outing this week. Savali against Toronto, he battled.
1: Uh, it was better. He, it was a step forward, but it wasn't was a giant better, step. He right. gave up
0: a you know first inning. He gave up another home run. Uh, you know, but he he ended up getting into the sixth, and then he gave up a couple runs, the, and then they took him out. And it was so. I'm, I'm hoping to see some more improvement from him. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned. And Quantrill, who you and I love, and battles. It, it, he's pitched 28 innings. He has 17 strikeouts and 15 walks. That's, that's not going to play. No. And yeah, so that, that's going to have to, uh, <laughs> he
1: also bad. He also battled this
0: weekend. Of course. Of course. He always battles though. I mean, I, I love the guy. I really do. So the, the rotation definitely could, uh, improve. I mean, all these guys have pretty high ceilings and, and can do it. And we've seen them do it in the past, but, uh, we're going to need to see if, if if this team is legitimately going to compete for a playoff spot, they're going to have to get more from that rotation.
1: Yeah, no I mean that's it, it still comes down to you know um, you know starting pitching is still vital and you don't want to burn out the pen by by June And um, I'm not saying we're there yet, but unfortunately there has not been a ton of length. but if you look around the league, you know even Kershaw the other day I think the Dodgers were playing the Cubs. And he was so dominant, but they took him out after seven. Like, there's no one going nine innings yet. There's nobody throwing complete games around the league. I think
0: that's why they have the extra one pitcher. or two complete games the entire season. I know Walker Buehler threw one, and they were uh, like a week and a half ago, and they're like, "Oh, it's the first complete game of the season by anyone in the majors.
1: Look at look at and you talking is- NL ball. By the way, NL only. It's off to a lousy start. We're one and three. Oof. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's
1: not good to hear. You know, team Team D's who's, who's is, uh, underperforming linting.
0: for Team D's?
1: Well, uh, you know, Kim was off to a flying start at the start of the week against the Guardians for the Padres, and then he cooled off all weekend and should have had Bednar. Shouldn't have should have started Bednar over a Zach Eflin who now has or Eflin, who now has COVID, so uh, lost some oh. points. Lost some points there, uh, but uh, we'll have Bednar in today. But anyway, so um, the you know the, the like I said, I mean, the starting pitching I think is going to be fine. I do like. I'll be very interested in seeing how those, how Cal and Savali do at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field this week because I think the White Sox are starting to swing it a little bit, and you know that that can always going to play there in Chicago sometimes can get can get ugly for opponents because the White Sox can swing it now. They still have some injuries; guys are still out. Jimenez is out. Who's back? Monkata's back. This, yeah, that's right. Being yeah, he's coming back, series. and so is uh, Joe Kelly. But what's his nuts? Bummer is uh, going on the DL. So every time they gain guys, they lose guys. It seems like, but they still got Tim Anderson and still got Abreu, who just destroys us. So, yep, yep. They still have. They have good depth. So we'll see. It'll be. It'll be a good test this week for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, the good news
0: is, I don't want to get into the pitching matchups because I wouldn't step on the toes of the king of the pitching matchups. But I uh, appreciate it. We're, we're we're seeing we're not exactly seeing guys that I'm scared of. to so put it that way.
1: No, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the days of having to see Carlos Rodon with the White Sox, it's, it's like oh, no hitter. I mean, even with the Giants uh, earlier in the year, he came in and, and shut us down. But um, tonight, Wolver, Monday, yeah. tonight we got uh, a plea sack against Kopech, who's been pitching pretty well for them, but he doesn't. He only goes about three or four innings. Um uh, yeah, I,
0: I was looking at him too. He's like four 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 five
1: yeah he, he's not going more than five and that's it they really keep it low yeah so tonight's tonight at eight uh, 805 uh uh Quantrill against Giolito on Tuesday night and then Wednesday afternoon like I said I may be heading heading to the hopping in the car and yeah, going. what's going
0: yeah what's going on with that you're just gonna meet him in Chicago it'd be a, a it'd be fun? a
1: day yeah day trip in and out mm. Uh, See some afternoon ball. Uh, Aaron Savali against Vince Velasquez, who's uh, uh, somehow resurrected his career in Chicago.
0: You know, I had him on my fantasy team years ago, and he was good, and he throws hard, but I'm sure he's not nearly as great as as he used to be. But uh, um, I'd much rather face these three. If you remember, after Giolito got... It was either the crackdown on the sticky stuff from that point on last year... Remember, he dominated us early in the season. Oh, yeah and, they, yeah. and then all of a sudden, we had no problems with him after that. It's that change-up we couldn't lay off. Well, their their well, best starter
1: their best starter is Dylan Cease, but he uh, pitched yesterday, I believe. He's not pitching in this yes, series. Yes, we, so. mi-
0: we missed Dylan Cease, and he's been awesome
1: this yeah, year, too. he's good. He's good. Uh, and then a day off on Thursday, and then Friday night, uh, Shane Bieber against Sonny Gray. Saturday night, uh during LizaFest, uh, Tristan McKenzie against Chris Paddock, and then Sunday afternoon, but please. What's that? That's
0: to be determined on Paddock because I saw that he uh, has a sore elbow. Really? I saw this yesterday. That oh, they, okay. Yes. So he, that, that is.
1: That's how it lines know. up right now.
0: Um, no, that's how it lines up. Yeah, I'm looking at the same thing as you. But I saw this yesterday.
1: <clears throat> and then uh, Joe Ryan, Joe Ryan, their ace on Sunday against uh, Zach Plesac. So Ryan's really good. Really, remember he shut us down last year, didn't he? Like no hit us for six or seven innings.
0: Yes, and I think it was like either his first or second start, and he was really good. And he he's good. He's there. You know, he's he's. I'm looking at his numbers now. He's three and one, one point six three ERA. Zero point eight three WHIP, and he is—you know—he—he's he, not a big—he's twenty eight strikeouts and seven walks, twenty eight strikeouts in twenty seven innings. That's pretty good. He's only yeah. allowed five earned runs. So,
1: any relation so, yeah. to Jake Ryan?
0: Uh, which Jake Ryan? Oh, Jake oh, yeah, Ryan, the from former sixteen candles, Bulls or the
1: football time? player? Yeah, the former Michigan player. There you go. <laughs> There's a shout out for the executive producer for the for the day. More his Michigan shout out.
0: Are we going to do a live podcast from the from Eliza Fest (laughs) this weekend?
1: Bring the equipment.
0: Do you think that the DJ will uh, announce us the same way as as uh, they did at the last affair? I'm
1: I'm not going to. You remember that? Yeah, from the world famous. Let's not do. Let's not do. Let's not do that. (laughs) We did that last time. We don't need to make that a regular thing. Plus, my wife will be like, "God, what are you doing?" So it'll be it'll be pretty funny. Oh, it's
0: so funny. There
1: will be a shout out at some point. For the dairy brothers guardians cast just not sure when on the weekend but yeah it could it, it could happen it could happen
0: how was uh how was mother's day over there in uh beautiful
1: in southeast michigan uh it was fanta- fantastic it was uh it was it was solid it was uh, all good well, well good for good mother's food day good family to, to marry more important oh the best the best. She's doing great. How about there? How about there? How, you, how did you enjoy that nothing bun cake? Uh, cake? Uh, oh, you sent? thank
0: you for sending that. Uh, oh yeah, Mrs. sent that to mom. That was really, really nice there's, of you. There's a free. And plug. I ate it. Oh, it was really good. Let me tell you. I'll, they want to give me free cakes. I'm in, man. No, oh, it was good. We had it was chocolate, chocolate chip with that. Yeah. Um, with cream cheese frosting on top.
1: So they don't have joy, a nothing right. nothing bun cakes in Ohio.
0: Yeah, they have one. They have one at Cedar
1: Center. Oh, okay, but you they hadn't were, had it. But you hadn't Ogooie had it before. Cedar, you hadn't it had it before. Be.
0: No, of course I've had
1: it before. Oh, that's you great. have? Okay, all right. I didn't know. Oh, I yeah. didn't know. Oh, good. All right, oh, yeah. well, those are good. That's good. That's good stuff. Let's yes, talk. Let's is. talk about and the then. traffic on Chagrin. What's going on there?
0: Oh, why? In the, why, why haven't they <laughs> widened the, the street yet? What's up in Woodmere? Sure What's up speed. in
1: Woodmere right now? And uh, man, there's a lot of controversy.
0: Make sure you don't speed. Twenty five miles per hour, baby.
1: That's it. Oh man. All right. Well, uh that'll do it for us. Big week ahead. Oh uh, yeah. Can't Guard. wait to
0: see you this weekend, buddy. I'll be there.
1: We'll be we'll uh we'll make it happen. It'll be uh it'll be a lot of fun and uh looking forward to uh the fest and uh all the uh, all the hijinks and hilarity that are gonna ensue, I'm sure.
0: Oh, it should be s it'll be a stone groove one hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah. All right, so uh, here we go. 14 and 14, Guardians. Three in Chicago, three in Minnesota. That's the Guardians cast for you from the Evergreen Podcast Network. Thanks to the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein. Shout out to him. And also Breaking Tea, t-shirts at com slash dairy. Great to have Matt Underwood back yesterday, by the way. Any comment?
0: No, listen, I... I'd prefer Matt to the other guy. So, so, yeah. so, so it was, I'm good. I'm glad to have Matt, but listen, Matt's a wonderful person and I'm happy that he's healthy again. And it's crazy that they all, I was listening to the A to Z podcast and Andre not said, basically he was the only one who in this whole traveling television broadcast team that didn't get COVID during that trip. So glad everyone's back and healthy.
1: No doubt about it. Uh, and, and an honor. Of Matt Underwood being back, we are out of room and out of here. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on press box access.